All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everybody. Welcome to the Battle of Never. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest went up to like 11. Good afternoon. I would say a big fuck you to Nick. Tyler Yerensha must go to Cinco de Mayo. Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Better late than never with bad milk. Better late than never with bad milk. It's a better late than never. Better late than never. Better late than never. Arby's, you don't agree. Long live Arby's. Does anyone else eat ramen noodles raw and not cooked? Because that's what I was doing. I was planning on not playing the whole intro, but then I was just having a little mange, a little snack. When I was a kid growing up, I used to eat a lot of ramen noodles, uncooked. Just crunch them up a little bit. Not the whole package of seasoning. That's too salty. A little bit. Just a little, a little dusting, if you will. I eat that a lot. And my mom always told me that I was going to get worms. But hey, guess what? 38 years old, no worms. Not one time. <laughs> I missed you guys. Did you miss me? I didn't miss you at all. Quite frankly, it was nice to have a week off, and I just got to chill, and me and David, we became friends, we built some Lego. It was a lot of fun to get to know him. It really was getting a lot of, it was a lot of fun getting to know you, Zayn. I didn't expect it from you, but ultimately, you're a really nice guy. I am not a really nice guy, Quads. Damn it, I told you to keep that to yourself. I can't keep that to myself when ultimately all I want to do is give you a cuddle. I don't want to hear that, Quads. Nobody needs to know that the Lord of fucking darkness isn't as dark as they all thought. You're a big softie to me, Satan. Shut up, Quads, damn it. What the hell happened when I was gone? The hell happened? 
Uh, kick off the podcast with a shout out to the audio department, the audio department.ca. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Book some studio time at the audio department.ca. Record a podcast, record a spoken word, poetry jam CD. Or maybe you can just read a whole list of haikus that are about your beloved. It could be about the Oilers. Or it could just be about your, your sweet love. Or if you're single, I don't know. Write a haiku about what's going on. Remember, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. That's all you need to know. Uh, I got to start off real quick with just what's going on. I didn't do a podcast last week, obviously. Did you guys not listen to the last episode? I know a bunch of you did, and they were just like, hey, missed the podcast this week, and thank you for that feedback. That actually meant a lot. But, but then there was other people where it was just like, hey, where are you? We're worried about you. I was like, really? There was a couple messages on, on that I got on Twitter or X or whatever, and it just goes, hey, I hope everything's okay. You uh, you didn't do a podcast last week. I was like, uh-huh. Where am I? Could be anywhere. Where I was is actually in Toronto. So a quick tw- Toronto recap. I left... Got into the six on Tuesday evening, went straight to like an event slash dinner slash meet and greet Wednesday meetings all day long. Another dinner. First thing, I guess Thursday back into meetings, Uber to the airport, back home. Friday, jump in a car. We're off to Jasper for the Pond Hockey Tournament. So starting with New York or not New York, Toronto. It was a really interesting experiment, or not experiment, but exercise for me because it was one of the first times I got to go sit into at a very corporate level with the big business daddies in Toronto. Some of the stuff that we got going on behind the scenes, just the the nuts and the bolts about how the whole thing works. You know, I was able to talk about what we do in terms of content. I was able to talk about what we do in terms of social media. I was able to talk about what we do in terms of live shows and podcasts. I had a good time. I was very excited to be there. And it was interesting, just kind of a little peek under the hood. Did I understand what everything means? No. There were some conversations and meetings we had just kind of going into like how our tech works, like how actually the websites operate and how everything kind of joins together. And let me tell you one thing. I don't know that I've ever felt that dumb in quite some time. My job at one point was to take notes. Everybody in these sessions, they had to take, there was somebody who took, who volunteered to take kind of like, meeting minutes of the whole thing of what got ha- what happened like are there any to do's all that kind of stuff so in the tech session that was me and honestly i just thought they were speaking in mandarin the whole time they were talking about like different forms of coding different programming languages different features and uses and blah 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 and i'm just sitting there i'm like how am i supposed to take meeting notes if i don't even know what you're saying but i got it done Ultimately, I think I got it done. You probably did a poor job. Let's be honest. You just guessed. The only thing that you probably got right was, like, the farewells. Probably didn't even get the name right. That's very rude, Satan. And then when I got home on Thursday, quick Thursday night, Oilers game Thursday night, they're still winning. We're going to talk about that in a second. But then I went to Jasper for the Pond Hockey Tournament. So to recap really quickly, I want to give a thank you to Booster Juice and Betway for making the tournament happen. This was the best year we've ever had. 24 teams joined the tournament this year. That is the biggest of the three years we've been out to Jasper. Next year, our target is 40. If you've ever been on the fence about joining us for the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, I beg you to join us. I beg you. 
This year, the weather was perfect. I'm going to say it was like minus one, minus two, minus three. You've been to an ODR. You know that's perfect ODR weather. Like, let's be honest. So to have that opportunity to go out there, stay at the beautiful Jasper Park Lodge, play on Lake Mildred. The ice was great. The staff was great. The people that we played against were great. And it was fun to hang out with some other coworkers. Like Flames Nation had a team in there. Unfortunately, I do have to report that they did win our division. They did win our division. Team Flames Nation beat Team Oilers Nation by one goal. Though I will say that if I was to guess, Team Oilers Nation's hangover was probably cranked up by an extra 10, 12% from where FN was at. And then we also had daily face-off slash Leafs Nation there with the team as well. So a lot of really great people that sometimes we don't get to see them enough. Even like the Calgary folks are just down the highway, but don't get to see them enough. The Ontario crew hung out with Frank Saravalli all weekend. He was great as always. We just don't get to see them enough. So ultimately, it was a great time. The game, the viewing party against for the BOA was great. We had about 250 people in there, I would say, watching the game with us. And it was just a blast. I want to give a shout out to Jay and Tyler and Boomer and Pinder from FN. The pregame show was a lot of fun. It was a lot of chirps. It was all the kind of things you would expect from a BOA pregame when you do a joint with the staff from Flames Nation. But it was great. Post-game show, Oilers Nation After Dark went live on location. That was also fantastic. Obviously, the Oilers won, extended it, uh, their win streak to 13 games at that point. Great time at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. Great time at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. Great fucking time at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. The only downside, and I'm going to confess this to you now, is somebody in their late 30s now and not in the pinnacle of shape. I'm not saying I'm in bad shape. I'm in reasonable shape. For somebody who doesn't go to the gym, do a lot of walking, me and the homie, me and Frank, we go on a lot of runs. That is the kind of shape I'm in, but the old body was sore. Let me tell you, the hips were sore. The groin was sore playing out on that rink four on four, even though it's a small sheet of ice, it took a lot out of you. And frankly, my hands were made of stone, absolute stone. The real problem is my boots are okay. The boots are always okay. The hands though. You haven't held a stick since the last Jasper Pond hockey tournament. That's what you got from me. So I was a puck moving defenseman. That was my role. Kind of uh, kind of blocking some shots. I did block some shots in the third game. I was pretty pumped on that. Sacrificing the body for the W. Mm. Team Oilers Nation finished 2-1 and one on the tournament. Not bad. Not great. And then we uh, Flames Nation ultimately won the division because we settled it via Flip Cup Championship. <laughs> We could have played another game against each other, but as a unit, as a crew, we decided we were going to play a flip cup rally to settle for the championship. And that's what we did. And I don't mean to throw him under the bus. I just don't. But our leader, our fearless leader, Jay Downton, could not flip his cup as the anchor of Team Oilers Nation. Flames Nation came back from three people down to win. It was a tough scene. It was a tough, tough scene. We're not going to dwell. We're not going to dwell because ultimately good times were had by all. And really that's, what's the most important thing. Lastly, before I get to the news, I missed you guys. It was weird for me not to do a podcast last Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I'm flying to Toronto again for the all-star game. So I will be in Toronto again next week. I don't think I'm going to miss a podcast next week. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. So I will figure this out when I can get a podcast in. I might try and lure Tyler in Toronto to do an on-location of BLTN. 
I don't know what our arrangements for hotels are, but we tend to be roomies sometimes or at least adjacent rooms. So we'll see. But ultimately, I don't want to miss another week. It was just weird. It was weird. I don't like it. I really love this podcast. It's a great way to finish off my Wednesday. So I missed you guys. All right, let's get to the news. The news. The news. Brought to you by Alberto Blue Cross. There's one thing better than making memories or sharing memories. That's making new ones. Visit ab.bluecross.ca forward slash travel to get more details. Where do I start? Obviously, Corey Perry signed a one-year deal with the Edmonton Oilers. It is one of those situations that is still confusing to me, not because I don't want uh, Corey Perry here, just I'm very conflicted emotionally, internally, you know? Corey Perry is one of those players that I hated for... How long has he been in the league now? Two years. Or, sorry, 20 years. I was going to say two decades, 20 years. How, how, how am I supposed to feel about watching Corey Perry in an Oilers uniform? How am I supposed to feel about that? I just don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Corey Perry signed a one-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers at $775,000. Uh, $775,000, which is the league men. Now, there are bonuses in here, and according to Cat Friendly, thank God for Cat Friendly so they can figure this out for me, okay? It's $225,000 bonus that'll bring him up to a schmilly if he hits 10 games played. Now, part of me, I just said, why, why? He's going to play 10 games, why? But at the same point, 10 games played for 225K is a lot better than 10 games played for $3.25 million, Tack on $3 million into that 225 k bonus that Corey Perry's getting. That's Connor Brown. Still doesn't have a goal. That's a different story. Who's going to score first? Corey Perry, Connor Brown, or Cody Ceci? I'm personally thinking it's going to be Corey Perry. Now, second bonus. $50,000 of Edmonton wins the second round of the playoffs, and Perry plays A, 50% of the round two games, or 50% of the, uh, the total games between round one and two. So chances are he's going to get that 50K if the Oilers make it through the second round. He also gets 50K if the Oilers win the third round of the playoffs and and Perry plays either A, 50% of the games in round three or B, 50% of the total games between round one, two, and three. So essentially, he can make upwards of a uh, $1.1 million all in. So given what Corey Perry is, he's a full-on rat, by the way. You've heard Tyler give his rat lists. The Oilers don't have many of them. So for me, it's again, it's very conflicting because I've always hated Corey Perry. But it's not that I hate Corey Perry as a player. I hate him as an opponent. He's dirty. He's greasy. He'll fight. He'll score. He'll get in your skin. He'll get under your skin. He'll rip your jersey clean over your head. If you give him a chance, he'll fuck with you. He'll break your stick. He'll slash you in the top of the skates. He'll cross check you in the face. That is the kind of player that I hate to play against. And if you think back to those teams in Anaheim when the Oilers were Hall, Eberle, Nuge, that era, the Aikens era, Anaheim ran the show over the Oilers. And Corey Perry was a huge part of it. So now having him on our side... I'm still a little bit conflicted about it. But you know what's going to happen? Just like Evander Kane, I'm going to cheer for him. Probably going to feel good about cheering for him. It's just still weird. It's just weird. You hear that, little ramen? 
I was proving what I was saying before. <laughs> Corey Perry's going to play number 90 for the Oilers. Interesting, no Oiler has ever worn number 90 before. Worn number 90, I should say. Slots right in between Sam Gagne's 89 and Mike Comrie. And Mike Comrie's 91. Now, my favorite part about Corey Perry signing in Edmonton was all the old jokes about Mike Comrie coming roaring back again. If you're not old enough to know what the fuck was going on back in the day, there was a trade. I think it was 2003. Yeah, 2003, 2004. The Oilers almost traded Mike Comrie for Corey Perry. And when they had almost a deal in place, Kevin Lowe threw in a caveat that he wanted Mike Comrie to pay back some of his bonus money that he received from the Oilers. At that time, you could still do that. Now you can't do that. But back then, different, different situation. The Oilers were a broke-ass franchise at that point. So in some sense, I do understand. It's like, oh, we just paid this guy. And I don't remember what the bonus was, so don't ask. Oh, we just paid this guy a million and a half dollars. I'd love to have that money back. In a different world, Corey Perry plays for the Edmonton Oilers and probably for a long time. That said, we don't get McDavid, probably. We've got some kind of butterfly flex situation happening here. But... Ultimately, I'm happy he's here. I think. I think. He's going to be an upgrade on someone. The real question is, who is that someone? Who comes out? Because if I look at the options, we talked about this yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio. Matthias Yanmark could be an option, but he's a good PK guy. Connor Brown could be an option, no goals, but ultimately a good PK guy. Sam Gagne on pace for 20 goals despite playing fewer than 11 minutes per game. Do you really want to take Sammy out? Are there going to be some kind of rotation here? Somebody's got to come out. We've already sent Adam Ernie down. By the way, I, I'm still thinking and laughing about Tyler talking about Adam Ernie yesterday on Oilers Nation Radio. And if you did, if you haven't heard it yet, if you missed it, to paraphrase, he's essentially like he's got the easiest gig in the NHL. Figure it out. I'm like, well, Tyler, you don't make it the NHL with the scratch ticket, my boy. I mean, Tyler's good at hockey. I played on this on the uh, pond hockey tournament with Tyler. He was easily our MVP. But um, Adam Ernie would roast you. That's just the way it goes, right? I think. Of course. Right? Of course. But Corey Perry will be in the lineup uh, looking like on Saturday against Nashville. Will not play tomorrow against Chicago. I was kind of hoping he would in the sense I love a revenge game. Though I wonder how much of it is he needs some practice time. He hasn't played in a while. All that stuff. And then just the circus around it probably they didn't want. But who knows? We'll see. So he's going to play on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets in a scrap on night one or if he chips in in some kind of way. Corey Perry has always been annoying. Happy to have him, even though it feels really weird to me right now. Does that make sense? I think so. Moving along, the other thing that we have to talk about, currently the Oilers are on a 14-game heater, a 14-game win streak. It's ridiculous. If you had told me back in October, November, when they were sucking the hind banana, to quote Pat Quinn, and 2-9-1, and one, that this would be where the Oilers are at, well, I, I, I would have never believed you. I would have never, ever believed you. 14-game win streak. There was an 8-game win streak right before that. So if my math is correct, that is 22 wins, three losses. So 22 and three in the last 25 games. What? What? That is the kind of heater that you just like, you don't see anywhere, right? You just don't see it anywhere. Yeah. Let's go, baby. I'm just so pumped on it. And to have the Oilers pass LA 
in the Pacific Division standings. They're seven points behind Vegas with games in hand. They could move up to second place realistically if they keep winning hockey games. And I know at some point they're gonna win, they're gonna lose a hockey game. I'm gonna guess probably in March. <laughs> but like, what a heater! What a season! And like, I also need to offer up an apology because my thoughts were dark. If you listen to podcasts of this episode of this podcast, bleh, try again. Rewind. If you listen to old episodes of this podcast from earlier in the season, you would hear a sad, sad boy. So I apologize. The others had more belief in themselves than maybe I had in myself. I would never get off the, fa- uh, off the bandwagon. Always a fan, forever a fan. Listen. I used to write about this team during the Aikens era. I've written about some dark shit. But I apologize to them. I need to be better. I personally need to be better. You know? You know who does not need to be better? Warren Fogle. This guy has been absolutely electric over the last little while. He has got 16 points in his last 15 games. Now, if you listen to Oilers Nation Radio... For any length of time, you've probably heard us talk about contract year Fogel. So we were hoping contract year Fogel would find himself on a heater at some point in the season. But over the last 15 games, he has got 16 points at six goals and 10 assists, including another pair of goals or a pair of his a pair of points last night, goal and an assist. And I just, I can't, I can't believe what's happening with him. Now there's some risk in that, right? Because if you had talked to me about Fogel earlier in the season, I would have been like, well, maybe the Oilers have to find a way to package him up as a bigger trade, kind of like Tyson Berry was last year with Matias Ekholm. But now, I don't know how you get I don't know how you get rid of him. I don't know how you get rid of Warren Fogel. The other angle is how do you afford Warren Fogel? Currently, he is at $2.75 million. His contract expires at the end of this season. He's currently got 26 points in 43 games. His career high or his, uh, his career high is 30 points. He got that in 2019, 2020 with the Hurricanes. His highest with the Oilers was last season, where he had 13 goals, 15 assists for 28 points in 67 games. He's going to fly by that. At least I think he is. He's going to fly by that. So what do you do with Warren Fogel? Do you just keep him for the cup run? And then let him walk on his merry way because I just don't know that the others are going to be able to afford him. 2.75, unless he wants to stay flat. But with a season like this, why would you ever want to do that? Nobody wants to do that. The amazing thing about the Oilers right now is just like you look at things like last night's win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. They played like garbage, absolute garbage for 40 minutes, I'm going to say. They looked like they had no interest in winning that hockey game, except for our boy, Stuart Skinner and net in Stu. We trust right now because that guy is on an absolute heater. Had it not been for Stuart Skinner last night, the Oilers would have had no business winning that hockey game. It could have been, they could have been down. I don't know, three, four goals by the time the second intermission roll around. Instead, he won. Stu won his 11th straight uh, his 11th straight start, which passed Grant Fuhr's record. How cool is that? How fucking cool is that? Stuart Skinner is from Edmonton. He just broke a legend's record between the pipes. And when Gregor asked him about it last night in the postgame, he was just as pumped on it. And I totally get it. 
I totally understand why. That'd be like me being from Edmonton, and all of a sudden I get drafted to the Oilers, and I'm the best player on the team. And I got a huge hog, and everybody wants to see it. And I look out in the crowd, and everybody's buying my jerseys. I don't know about the hog thing for Stu, but given the mustache he's got at the age he is, I'm going to go ahead and guess. You know, I'm going to go ahead and guess. But either way, he's just playing some ridiculously good hockey right now. In his last 11 games, he has won. His worst start in the last 11 games, if you want to put it that way, worst start is 912 save percentage. Everything else has been above 926. That is stellar goaltending absolutely ridiculous goaltending from Stuart Skinner. And I am so pumped for the guy. It just makes me so happy on every single level that this is what we're getting from him. I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm just blown away. I love it. I love it. Stu, you deserve a round of applause and I'm going to give it to you. I love that guy. Uh, another news again, Stu, I love you, buddy. I'm sorry that some of us were not so kind to you earlier in the season. Looking at you, you rip check. Uh, another other news, Adam already cleared waivers. Again, he has the easiest gig in the NHL per Tyler Uremchuk. He cleared waivers. Sorry, Adam Ernie. Very mean, in my opinion. James Hamlin also sent down. Dylan Holloway recalled, though, because he's obviously, he's healthy, he's back up. My hope for Dylan Holloway is that he can just stay healthy. I thought before he got injured, he was playing some of his best hockey of the season. Again, I talked about when we went and saw him in Seattle. He had a, he was a, you know, had the goalie, Gordie Howe hat trick. It was, it was fantastic. Last night, picked up his second goal of the year. Nice goal, greasy goal. And if he's at center, if he can excel at center, boy, the Oilers have different options going into the trade deadline. With the trade deadline just around the corner, that is happening on March 8th. You know it's time for silly season. You know it's time for silly season. And where I'm going to check in is with my boy Frank Saravalli off the top. He was on Oilers Nation every day, so I'm just going to do a little bit of reading for you. Or should I have Satan read it for you? I think I might have Satan read it for you. Frank Saravalli was on Oilers Nation every day with my boy Tyler and Liam, my boys. And this is what he said about the Oilers' targets. Okay? As read by Satan. Are you ready, Bagnell? I'm ready. Have you, have you, have you have the copy for me? Could you send it over? I'd like to pre-read it to make sure I don't stutter. Well, we're kind of doing a show here. We'll do it in one take. You know that. We do it in one take. Well, how am I supposed to read this whole thing? There's a lot of text that I don't want to stutter. Well... You're going to have to figure it out. You want me to read it? Can you read it? I could happily read it to you. I don't want you to read it to me. I want you to read it in my ear so I don't fuck it up. I don't think that's going to work, Satan. I think it's going to work. Both of you quiet down. I'll read it. No, I'll read it. And I quote from Frank Saravalli. When I did my article about top objectives for each team headed into the trade deadline, for the Oilers, it was a third-line center and a second-line right-winger. Third-line center, second-line right-winger. I'm with you. Getting those two pieces for free, signing Perry and Holloway coming back from injury, it changes the outlook of their trade deadline. They have so much flexibility now. Plus, with less assets out the door, I think it opens up the door for them to move Jack Campbell. Essentially, Frank is saying that since they got Corey Perry for free on a league min deal, Dylan Holloway back from injury. I hate when they say that, by the way. It's not an addition if Holloway was already on the team. Anyway, that's a different point. 
now they may have the assets to move Jack Campbell. How, are we nearing the end of Jack Campbell? Maybe. Uh, I'll continue for Satan because I'm probably, probably tough to hear. You could say, why do they have to do that now? But if you're ever going to go after someone that has term on their contract, you have to have cap space beyond this season and into the future. If you were to say, look at the Campbell signing, obviously a mistake, whether it's now or later, we're going to have to pay the price to get out of that contract. Maybe this is the year you move a 2025 first round pick plus whatever you need to get rid of Campbell. And then you've got your 2024 uh, first round pick on the table to add a big defenseman or an elite winger. According to Sportsnet's, he's not with Sportsnet anymore, is he? Where's Chris Johnson these days? I think he might be a Sportsnet. TSN? I know he's at SDPN. Anyway, this was on the CJ show, Kristen, Chris Johnston show at SDPN. He speculated on a few names for forwards that could be available for the Edmonton Oilers. And three of those names were Jake Gunsel of the Pittsburgh Penguins, David Perron of the uh, Detroit Red Wings, and Jordan Eberle of the Seattle Kraken. Now, Jake Gensel, I think, is the best player of those three. He's the one I'd want the most. I also think it would take be the most to acquire. David Perron and Jordan Eberle, obviously we know them, former friends. Jordan Leslie Eberle, we helped build Oilers Nation on Wanye's love for him. David Perron would be another rat in the lineup too. So I would love to figure out a way that any of these three guys, who would be my preference? Probably Jake Gensel, as weird as that is to say, just because he has experience playing with elite players. He's played with Sid forever. I think he'd get the job done. I think Jake Gensel would be the guy, but it'd be the harder trade to make. So the thing I'm getting at, the thing I love the most is that I just, I love these silly season rumors. I do love silly season rumors, except just before I started recording, Zach Lang wrote an article over at OilersNation.com from Darren Dreger's reporting at TSN. Broberg continues to play well. Of course, we're talking about Philip Broberg. Philip Broberg continues to play well in the American Hockey League, and I'm told there are teams also continue to call Ken Holland of the Edmonton Oilers to talk about potentially moving him. In early December, Daily Faceoffs Frank Cervalli reported that the Oilers had granted Broberg and his agent Darren Ferris permission to seek a trade with there being solid interest in the defenseman drafted eighth overall in 2019. Since then, Broberg has gone down to Bakersfield Condors. He's playing very, very well. And at this stage, I don't know why the Oilers would trade him, frankly. Unless what they're getting back is a young player that can help now and in the future, I don't see why you would trade him. He can be upset all he wants. He's a restricted free agent. Or he's a restricted... Uh, his, his ability to move anywhere is restricted, is what I'm trying to say. Why would you do it? Why would you do it? Why would you do it? Again, unless there's some kind of like huge return coming back that's going to help now and in the future, then I can see it. But ultimately, the Oilers have been very, very lucky on defense this year. They've been relatively healthy, knock on wood, but that could change in a hurry. We may need Broberg sooner than later. So trading him, I don't know that I like that. I don't know that I like it. I'm just thinking about back in 2017. Do you remember those playoffs? Do you remember when Sexy Reg, Andre Sakara got hurt and just the Oilers were never the same? emotional damage i remember i remember and to wrap up the news the last thing i'm going to mention is just it looks like we're finally going to get uh some kind of some kind of end to the hockey canada 2018 investigation players around the nhl have taken leaves of absence including carter hart dylan dubé uh, Alex Formanton, he was playing in Switzerland, took a leave of absence. Michael McLeod, who's Ryan McLeod's 
brother, Cal Foote, who's Adam Foote's kid. All five of them have taken in unexplained leaves of absence from their teams, though Dylan Dubé did, uh, the Flames did announce it was part of a mental health initiative for Dubé. I'm not trying to speculate here, but all five of those guys did play on that team. It does look like, according to Rick Westhead, there's going to be some information coming, including that five players from that team have been asked to report to London, Ontario police. So we're going to get some information, and I'm not going to speculate too, too much, but other than just to say this is an awful, awful situation. It just is. It's gross in every way. Um, I'm deeply disturbed by it. And hockey's got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Again, we're going to follow the story along as it comes out. But um, it's not good, man. It's not good. That 2018 team, those five guys, we'll see what happens. That's how we're going to wrap up the news. The news is brought to you by our friends at Alberta Blue Cross. Nation Vacation coming up next month. There's only a couple spots left, everybody. NationGear.ca, come with us to Arizona. I beg of you. Well, howdy now, friends. Whether you're down here in Texas, up there in Sherwood Park, stuck in Wanye's basement or two inches inside of a badger's a badger you're listening to better late than never with bag milk Yeehaw! for our friends at betway provide that you are 19 plus and you do so responsibly it is time to talk about a little bit of betting i have been getting slaughtered the last two games, I've been getting so bad in my betting. Yesterday against the Columbus Blue Jackets, I thought the Oilers, like, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. If you listen to Oilers Nation Radio, Tyler and Rick were already talking about the record, the NHL record, which is still a ways away. I said, boys, we have to get through round, we have to get through tonight against Columbus, and they were just junk through 40 periods. So essentially everything I wanted to do didn't hit. Ryan Nugent Hopkins to register a power play point. It was the second power play unit that ended up scoring a goal. So I did not cash in on that one over 65 and a half total shots on goal. I, I missed that by a third. The Oilers had only 14 shots after two periods. So that one was out. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl both to score last night. Connor did. Leon didn't. Ouch hurts. And then the other one I had was the can't miss parlay of over six and a half total goals and Connor McDavid to register one point. Connor did register the point, but over six and a half goals did not happen. If you remember, it was a 4-1 win. 4-1 is five goals, which is less than the seven I needed. And it hurts. It hurts me inside. It's weird, though. It's a weird kind of hurt because ultimately the Oilers won the hockey game, which is what I really care more about, given my little dinky bets. But still, my bankroll's going down. My bankroll's going down. And I just feel like I need the Oilers to help me while they also help themselves. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. You're listening to Bessalate Late Never with Bagged Milk. Meanwhile, you should like and subscribe. It's the right thing to do. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. 
for Trilogy Oldfield Rentals, it is time to get into the Righteous Act beating. Of course, Trilogy Oldfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recoveries, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. And now I get to push this button I like very, very much, the megaphone button, to tell you what kind of tools Trilogy Oilfield Rentals specializes in. Oops, that is the wrong button. Damn it. Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tool for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca I don't really have a righteous sack beating this week. I guess the righteous sack beating is that I couldn't figure out how to do a podcast last week in a timely fashion that made sense. I'm going to give myself a righteous sack beating. I feel like I should have done better. I feel like you deserve more out of me, and that's why I'm going to shoot myself with this, uh, this stylized machine gun button. There, that was my punishment. I'm still alive. I'm like Neo from The Matrix, stopped them all. But fortunately, there is a guest righteous sack beating. I didn't get a name on this one, but we got a guest righteous sack beating, so I'm going to give you the button. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. And away you go. I think the thing that pisses me off the most about uh, winter driving is just those, like, guys who have, like, the... Uh, huge ass lifted trucks with their big ass tires and then they just like you know it's gross out people have to drive slow and then they just like zoom past you and it's like what the fuck dude i'm sorry i don't have a monster truck and you it's interesting you say that because on the way home from jasper like jasper while we were there on the friday night got a dump of snow and now for the terms of the pond hockey tournament it was really picturesque because we got to play under the lights on friday night with the snow coming down it was beautiful it was one of those things I was like, this is from movie shit. And I was thrilled to be there, though. It was a little bit hard to see. Kind of lost the puck in the shadows. And combined with the snow on the ice plus the shadows, I took a puck right in the collarbone. It could have hit me easily in the face, and I never would have seen it coming. Anyway, the point I'm getting at is that dump of snow on Friday night made the drive home on Sunday a little bit greasier than it was on the way down. And as we were just taking our time, sales guy Jared, I was with him and his missus. We were in their whip. They were driving home and I'm just sitting there in the background and we're just taking our time and we're cruising because really there was no rush to get anywhere. So as we're doing that, people were flying by, just flying by, flying by. And there's a little bit of swervy, a little bit of tail whipping from time to time. And you go, oh man, something's going to crazy going to go on here. And the thing about it was, it was always a big truck. It was always a big truck. Why is that? If you have a big truck, tell me about it. I'm sure you can get going better, especially if that's a four by. Hey, it's a four by a big dooley. I feel like you can get going better. Stopping's still going to be a problem, so I don't get it. You can just have as much traction as you want with your big ass fucking wheels. It's, <laughs> it's bullshit. Like, slow the fuck down. You want to see a man, <laughs> boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. If you want to submit a righteous act beating for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, you just got to drop it into the voicemail. The link for the voicemail is in all my social media, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram and Threads. I don't know what it is on Blue Sky. I've got one of those too. Also, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. All the links are there. I would love to hear from you. What's annoying you? What's grinding your gears? Driving in the winter does bother me, so I do agree with our unnamed caller here in the sense that Give yourself a little bit extra time. I know it's not easy. We've all got maintained schedules. But we got to go sl uh, super slow snail, man. Crawl along. 
I need you to be listening to this podcast. I need you to be sharing this podcast. I need you to be interacting with me and leaving voicemails. Otherwise, this podcast doesn't work. So what I'm telling you is that I need you to drive slow. The people from Trilogy Oilfield Rentals need you to drive slow. Got it? Good. You ever get so damn frustrated you don't even know what to say? Well, of course you do, because you're a fan of the Edmonton Oilers. And you're listening to Better Late Than Never. Interesting button to push. I feel like that one didn't age well. Didn't age well. I'm going to give you another bumper before we get to the voicemail, okay? Uh, let me see what we got here. Uh, let's go to this one. Go buy an Alfa Romeo right now. Damn it! I miss my Alfa Romeo. I really, really do. All right, how about this one? Mm, you're listening to Better Late Than Never. I knew you had a little bit of taste. Good work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The voicemail is here. The voicemail is here. The voicemail is powered by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today and start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day and have you feeling great. Want to give another shout out to Booster Juice. They had activations at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. I currently have a free Booster Juice smoothie coupon that I got as player of the game. I did, uh, I did confess it was a very undeserved player of the game. I don't feel like I earned it. However, I will absolutely 9,000% enjoy the free Booster Juice smoothie that I won with that prize. I'm very much looking forward to it. Can't decide. Strawberry, uh, strawberry Sunshine or a Mango Hurricane? Those are my two go-tos. I just haven't decided yet. Can I pour one into the other? I'll have to ask. I'll go check out Booster Juice and I'll let you know how that goes. First message coming in from Chad. Now, caveat. Since I didn't do a podcast last week, I have no idea how old some of these are. 
So if they're just like way old, we're just going to grind through them. All right. All right. First up, Chad. Hey, BM. Um, yeah, I usually do <laughs> probably at least three takes. And it's not so much because like, oh, I didn't like how I said that word. Sometimes it's just hard to get a thought out in a minute and a half. Hmm. Like it seems like, oh, it'll be quick to get through. It's tough. Sometimes you like, oh, shit, I've got five seconds left. And I'm like still wrapping it up. I hope you get to how many takes for this message, Chad. How many takes did this take you? Are we going to get there? I do find it interesting. I always do. In fact, I was talking about people doing more than one take at the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. There was a podcast listener that happened to be playing, and he came up to me. He goes, what are we going to do tonight, BM? One take, one take only. I go, that's right, pal. I ain't got time for more than one take. You know, we're almost an hour into this podcast. Still one take, baby. Still one take. Chad, back to you. Even though I try to be fast. Anyways... Yes, Oilers sucked yesterday. It's not like the worst I've ever seen them play, but it was just a lame game. What game are we talking about? Yesterday? I mean, it could have been about the Blue Jackets game, frankly. But then again, this message is coming from a week ago or two weeks ago. Which game are we talking about? The Oilers haven't lost in over a month. So I don't know what we're talking about. Um, I went out for it with my buddy and just felt like we were there for like three hours. Um, and lastly, and I know I'm not the only person in this situation, but I do love it. Um, I think I got you beat on the bed situation. All right. Now we're talking. We're going to talk bed situations. Still don't know which game was shitty. I, I'm just going to assume it was yesterday. It was the blue jackets, even though I have no idea how old this is back to the bed situation. That's what I really care about. I have a house. I'm in a relationship, but I live alone. Braggart. Um, so I have three bedrooms upstairs. One of them's my office. Two of them are bedrooms, and one has a TV. What I would say is uh, any bedroom in your house could be a bedroom if you really put your mind to it, right? Think about it. Um, one has a king bed. One has a queen bed. And I pretty much sleep in whichever one I want. And usually there's one dog on either of the beds. So I will, like, go to sleep in one of them wake up in the middle of the night and be like, hmm, that other bed seems like it might be comfy. Ooh, there's another dog in there. I'm going to go cuddle with that dog, and I'll, like, finish the last half of my night in another bed. Pretty awesome. Do recommend. So I also, the house I live in now, like, I do live with my missus now, but this is my house, and I've owned it for a while. And I have three bedrooms in my townhouse. Two of them are bedrooms. One is my office slash the studio that I'm recording in right now. I wish I tried that. I wish I would have tried that. I didn't think of it. Like I have a bedroom downstairs with like a spare bed, right? I fall asleep. I'm more of a fall asleep on the couch guy. I fall asleep on the couch all the time. It is very, very common for me to, Hey, Frank, come here. Frank. Hey, where are you going, buddy? I was trying to, I've got the, I've got the mic, Frank mic right here. It's handheld. Now I put it, used to put it down on the ground and I was like, you know what? I'll just turn it up when he's in the room and I'm going to stick it in his face. Now we just left. I'm going to try it out. Anyway, I, I fall asleep on the couch all the time. It's not uncommon that I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, where am I? And I'm on the couch. I do like that system, though, Chad. I do like that system. You're listening to BBC Radio Arsewipe, and it's uh, 24 <laughs> minutes past the arse twiddling, cock juggling hour of 11. And we've got up next. It's the 80s classic, uh, Arsewipe and Thundercunt. Solid as oh, a rock. Lord. Yes. Oh my lord. Doggy Volley is just he is in the bag on those ones. Ari, what do you gotta say? 
hey, just wanted to um, send out my condolences to Robin Brownlee's family and yeah. all of Willis Nation. Uh, he will be missed for sure. In your um, BLTN on him, I could tell that he really, really meant a lot to you. Yeah, he did. Um, can't say that I knew the man, but over the few interactions that we had on Twitter, I could tell that he was really, really passionate about what he did. Yep. <laughs> he agreed with my assertion that the young Twitter general managers are doing a better job as general manager than Ken Holland is right now. Mm, so. Of course. That's cool, I guess. Yeah. And knowing that he helped you to become a better writer, that I can appreciate a lot since you're my uh, favorite writer. So, yeah, uh, he will be missed for sure. You, you rascal. Yeah, Brownlee, uh, I'm going to miss him, man. I like it's weird now not having his stuff up. I just think about this 14 game heater the Oilers are on right now and just what would he have said about it? Canadian record. You know, we're trying to figure out some ways to keep kind of Brownlee going. Like off the top of my head was his Sunday feature that he did forever. And uh, <clears throat> I think my idea is like, maybe we'll keep on the off the top of my head going, but with guest writers from time to time, I just don't know how that's going to work. Um, I haven't thought that far ahead yet, but I'm thinking that there's a, there's a way to do it. There's got to be a way to do it. Well, that's our swipe and thunder cunt. I've sold as a rock. Um, <laughs> so, what are you eating for your afternoon food? Um, text in if you eat food. Um, personally, I don't because I'm a vacuous <laughs> anus. But yes, text in with your food ideas. Next up, here's Annie Lennox with, for God's sake, fuck my house. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? All right. Next voicemail, we're working through the Booster Juice voicemail here. Better late than ever. What do you got to say, anonymous caller? Hey, Bag Milk, it's Presto. Uh, up, I sent Presto? you an email because I couldn't get my microphone on here to work forever. Hmm. Finally figured it out. I just wanted to say that your pod about Brownlee is the best thing I've heard you do. Um, it was emotional. It was personal. It was professional. And the heartfelt way you talked about him was absolutely touching. And everybody that listened to it could feel how much he meant to you. If you're worried that he doesn't know how you felt, well, I think he does now. And I think he was hard on you because he must have seen the potential that you had. Because look at how well you are doing. Look at how successful you are. And that is the best way to keep his memory alive, by doing the show at the standards that he set for you that you achieved. So I know you don't know me very well, Bag Milk, but I feel that uh, you must be a pretty awesome guy just by how emotional you got about your friend. Um, keep your head up, man. I hope that, you know, his family is doing well and, you know, my condolences to you and to all the people that lost him. And like I said, bag milk, the only thing you can do is keep his memory alive by producing your show and doing it to the level that he set for you. So cheers, my friend. I have some Oilers stuff, but obviously this is not the day. And I got to say the no sound effects, the no nothing was perfect. Again, best thing you've ever done. Cheers, my friend. Hmm. Well, thanks, Presto. That was really cool. I, uh, yeah, it was one of those ones where if you listen to that podcast, clearly it was day of, um, just kind of spoke, you know, I just kind of spoke about the guy mentally. He did mean a lot. Like, like I said, over the last four or five years, we got to be pretty close. So it was one of those ones that was completely shocking. Uh, like I just said to Ari, it was, uh, yeah, I just didn't see it coming. Right. Didn't see it coming. Definitely going to miss him. I miss his humor. Uh, miss his writing. He was my favorite sports writer of all time. So it was really, really cool to get to work with him for a decade. Even cooler to be able to kind of, uh, you know, 
develop a different kind of relationship over the past past four or five years. I thought that was really, really cool as well. Uh, what do I got here? Another anonymous caller. What do you guys say? Okay, Bag Milk, Presto again. There'll probably be one more because now that I figured out how to make it work, it's taken me a long time. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Oilers again. Sure, let's do it. Is it just me or are most fans still waiting for that shoe to drop? Now that they've been playing pretty good for, you know, since December. Hmm. But it's just like, it, it's like every day you wake up and wondering, is this the game where they start on the losing streak? Hmm. You know, it's getting pretty tiring hearing guys like John Shannon talk about Warren Fogle in the last seven weeks and how that makes him eligible for a pay raise. Well, if the Oiler fans remember, he signed a three-year deal. And for the first two years of the deal, he was extremely average and a lot of times under average. So now because he gets moved up on the line and he has seven good weeks, he deserves a big pay raise. What happened to having to earn your money in the NHL? Back in the day, you got 120 goal season and that wasn't enough. You had to prove you could do it again. And I'd be willing to put a few shillings on this that Warren Fogle signs a bigger deal somewhere else and does not repeat the performance he's had with Dreisaitl. Hmm. You know, it's it's just frustrating. Um, like, I, I want to ask you that directly, Bag Milk. Are you worried about this team? Do you think this defense is Stanley Cup ready? They have zero cap room. They've got the anchor of Campbell. Um, to me, I'm still not convinced it's a Stanley Cup contender. I think it's a very good team, but I'm not sure they can compete against the Vegases and Colorados and Bostons and all them with the defense that we have. Interesting. Interesting question. Like I, I did a little wrap on Fogels. I'm not going to go too, too far into it, but I would tend to agree with you that, you know, I don't know that if he does leave, uh, of course, like if, if, if probably I, I'm thinking he will be, he's probably going to go chase the bag somewhere. Um, but he's not going to play with Leon Dreisaitl wherever he goes. You're right. That's going to be a risk for whoever picks him up. But ultimately, that happens all the time, right? That happens all the time. I think of Anson Carter, who this morning on the locker room, I was doing my usual Wednesday segment on the locker room, and uh, they asked me about Anson Carter's comments on Vancouver TV where he said he thought the Oilers had a better chance to win the Cup than the Canucks do. And he's a player that kind of reminds me of a Fogel in the sense that when he played with the Sedins in Vancouver – he was lights out. He was a perfect fit for the twins and he just found a way to cash in a bunch of goals. And ultimately it was something that worked out very, very well for him. He chased the bag, ended up in Columbus and just never really hit that same level again. So I'm kind of guessing I'm kind of with you on that in terms of the defense. Yeah. I think that they need an upgrade. I really, really do. Um, I think that they're one injury away from, you know, like I said, again, I don't want to repeat too, too much, but of bringing Broberg back up and if they have two injuries, then what? So I do, I think they need more depth. I think they need more high end skill on the back end. I just don't know how they're going to make it work. Right. That said, I didn't see them getting Matias Ekholm last year at the deadline either. So I guess the lesson from last year, Presto, and I don't know if you're with me on it or not, but, um, I guess it's just we got to kind of wait and see. The trade deadline is March 8th, so we got a little bit of time here. Silly season's going to start to pick up here over the next week or two or three, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what shakes out. I did not expect at home last year. I didn't. So what does Uncle Ken have up his sleeve this year? Does he have another trick, or did he pull it off already? We'll see. So welcome to BBC Radio Bag Milk. That's ABC <laughs> with When Smokey Sings. Um, let's up is Jaime <laughs> Fisher with Love Changes Everything <laughs> Working through the Booster Juice voicemail with uh, Donkey Vologist causing a ruckus in here I think this is going back to Ari 
okay, if there's a positive for Hyman and Bouchard not getting voted into the All-Star game, it's not having to see them wear those god-awful All-Star jerseys. Hmm. Agree or disagree? <laughs> so the here's what I think about the All-Star jerseys is they are 1,000% not for me. I don't particularly like them. What I do like, though, and I, I tweeted this, but people were like, I was surprised the shit I took for it. Um, I like that the NHL went to a third-party vendor like Drew House to try and do something different. Now, Drew is Justin Bieber's company, the All-Star Games in Toronto. I'm going back there for it next week. It makes sense that one of the biggest celebrities from your city, Justin Bieber, has a clothing company that you would collab. That's what I like. Now, if it was in a different city and it was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. If it was in LA, right? And they collabed with Violent Gentlemen on making those Violent Gentlemen all-star jerseys, I would think the same thing. Maybe they're not specifically for me, but I do like that they tried to do something else with a different brand and not just recycling what they've always done. So I do appreciate the effort. You know, maybe the execution isn't necessarily where I wanted it to be, but again, I don't think those jerseys are for me. But I think that there was, there's something to like about the idea, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Maybe I'm wrong. Gord knows it's happened before. Something. Okay, now it's been a while. It's your boy, Ben. Uh, ben, you all right? You sound like you're underwater and you sound sad. What's going on, buddy? Talking yourself Calgary tomorrow night. It is currently Friday. Good news, Ben. Oilers won that game too. Uh, our prediction is we got four two empty netter. Mm. Uh, Close. Your predictions? Oh wait, no, it would have already happened by now. So, um, have we found out who the um the thing is? Like the. The guy that's like Zold the Will of Thousands, that's it. Have we figured out who that is yet? Actually, Zold the Will of Thousands hasn't called in in a long time, and I kind of stopped caring, to be honest. I kind of stopped caring. We kind of got had fun just talking about hockey for a while. Zold the Will of Thousands was always that thing in the in the off season with the like the boys dating advice. It was that weird, like, I'm gonna knock out podcasts for you, but uh ultimately, you know. Just didn't happen, Ben. I have no idea. Good question. Back to Ari. So I'm listening to all the stories that people are telling about Robin Brownlee and uh, John Short also. Yeah. So as someone who doesn't know Robin Brownlee on a personal level like you do, BM, what would be the one thing that you'd want me to take away from him as a person and him and his time on this earth? Brownlee was like, and I don't know that people, he was so funny. And I think a lot of people just kind of saw him as like a, a crotchety old dude and he was a little bit salty and a little bit crusty, but ultimately he was so fucking funny. And I tweeted an email that he sent me one time. It was just actually over the Christmas break that I might put on to maybe my own clothing store. I have my own clothing store that's outside of nation gear that I, the only reason I have it is I just want to raise money for charity. Um, so I was thinking about putting one of his emails on like a cup or a t-shirt or something and donating all the money to the Kickstarter for his family or the GoFundMe for his family. And it was just kind of, 
I was late. I've told the story before, but I was late posting one of his articles because the night before I got banged up and I was hung over in the morning and it was one of those ones where I just kind of slept in and I was just not dialed in. It was that weird period between Christmas and New Year's where time stands still. And eventually he got a hold of me and I just went, Brownlee, I'm sorry. I, I was drinking last night. Uh, I'm late. That's my bad. And he just wrote me back and went, drink like a man, get up early, puke, and get on with your day. And the reason that made me laugh so much is because I could hear it in his voice. I could hear it in the sense that he goes, come on, man, you're better than this. If you're going to drink, if you're going to stay up all night hooting with the owls, you better be ready to soar with the eagles in the morning. It was that kind of thing. And he was so funny. And ultimately, he was really helpful, too. So behind the scenes at Oilers Nation, you guys wouldn't see this, but like he was not shy about giving people notes on their writing. That was in the article I wrote. I said it in the podcast I recorded. He wasn't shy about trying to help you get better at the craft because he was a pro. He was a legit pro. He was on the beat for 100 years. His copy was always clean. His stories, the way he told stories was always effective. And he wasn't shy about helping with that. But more importantly, he also wasn't shy about sending you notes when you almost kind of needed it. Little letters of support. Little, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you know, Gregor on his uh, on Father's Day every year writes about his his dad that passed away. And every year on Father's Day, without question, Brownlee would send him a note. Unprompted, he would just do it. That was the kind of guy he was. He was always one of those ones who would just kind of slip into your life. And if you read, wrote my article on him, or read my article on him, I should say, off the top of my head, uh, talk to you later, Robin. I kind of go into that. I kind of go into some of the the behind the scenes stuff of who he was. So if you haven't had a chance to read that, go check it out. You can Google it. Just put Google off the top of my head. Talk to you later, Robin, and uh, it'll all come up. He was a, he was a really great guy. I'm gonna miss him. Without question, um, all of us are going to miss him, for sure. Working through the Booster Juice voicemail with another anonymous caller. Oh, you're right, Bag Milk. I've got a theory. All right. Um, oh, I might. And a question. And they're, they're both, well, they're both pretty related. All right. Um, so it's to do with Chalmers. <laughs> uh, his drinking ability <laughs> okay. and his lack of uh, dental hygiene. Ah, yes. A real-life listener. If you don't know what Dukes is talking about, please go back and listen to the Saturday episode of Real Life. It's titled Checking In from the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. You'll get the whole context of whatever's going to come out of Duke's mouth next. So, um, you know the old Simpsons episode, you know, back when Simpsons wasn't dog shit, hmm. and there was the Chili Festival episode, of how course. Homer like, couldn't handle the chili. Yeah, he couldn't handle the chili. He poured the wax in his mouth. In his mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. But then he, like, drank the candle, so his throat was covered in wax so he could, like, slide the chili down without, like, it burning kind of out of his throat. 100%. Do you think Chalmers uses his excessive plaque buildup <laughs> in, and in, in and around his mouth? And what I can only assume that he's swallowing a fair bit of it because it is in his mouth. Do you think that that pro- provides his body with some sort of protective layer where he can absorb more alcohol? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if you heard how hard I'm like, if, again, if you haven't listened to the Saturday episode of Real Life, that is probably one of the hardest times I've laughed in quite some time. Chalmers is a gift. He's a gift. I'm guessing this next one's from Dukes as well. <laughs> Let's see. 
Okay, Big Milk, I just got to ask, Nick. what the actual fuck is going on with the weather in Alberta right now? Mm, yes. can, can whoever is controlling the temperature dial stop turning it up and down like a... Captain Planet, figure it out, man. You know? Come on, Captain Planet. Goddamn toilet seat. It is really starting to piss me off. Keep before Christmas, it is unseasonably warm outside. It is the least Christmassy Christmas I can remember (laughs) or that I've experienced in a long time. Mm -hmm. Immediately after Christmas break, we get plunged into this fucking deep freeze that is one of the coldest deep freezes I can remember. It was outrageous. Like, I've lived in Alberta. I've lived around Edmonton, in and around Edmonton my whole life. And... That was one of those things where it was so shockingly cold that I I couldn't handle it anymore. You know, I was just like, this is nuts. Wind chills up to minus 50 or like below. What are we doing here? I don't remember many times where we've had a solid week of minus 40. Now, now we're through that deep freeze. Mm hmm. We're immediately back up to fucking hot. <laughs> it is supposed to be 18 above in Lethbridge next week. Really? Hang on a second. I have a little look see here. I'm going to do a little weather report. A little bit, a little better than ever weather report. Looking at Edmonton, I don't get anything close to that. Although, today was one degree, tomorrow zero, three, three, five, six, five, seven, five. Yeah, I'm gonna take it, Nick. I'm I'm like if you're complaining about this, I'm I'm not gonna complain. Though I did read that Alberta is in line for some major droughts as a result of the lack of snow. So we need to kind of hope for some major, major rain here in the spring. But uh we'll see what happens. Back to you, Nick. Eighteen degrees. Let's go. Can we stop with these goddamn temperature swings? These 60-degree mm. swings? Like, it what's is... wrong with just a solid minus 7? Yep. Like, why can't it just be consistent minus 7? Why does it have to be these fucking either hot or so <laughs> fucking cold you freeze your nuts off? <laughs> like, I guess this is global warming manifesting itself. Thanks, greenhouse gases and greenhouse effect. Um, anyways, like, can we just calm down weather? The weather is so bad. Like my truck wouldn't start for days. And like, if you put in a, in a request with AMA or whatever, it was just like, they're just like, Hey, I'm sorry. If you want to boost, it's just going to take a minute. If you got like somebody around you, that's got jumper cables. Like that's the move right now. So I ended up going to buy one of those booster packs that ended up, you know, sorting my problem out, but that was not the plan. That was the that was the result of just being like, I wonder how long it'll take a tow truck to get to my house and boost me. And they go, mm, just not, not. I go, oh, all right. Well, I guess it's it's on me then. And I handled it, fucking handled it. So Nick, I'm with you. The 60 degree temperature swings, is just yeah, it's nuts, man. I don't even I don't even know what to tell you. Back through the Booster Juice voicemail. What is uh, probably Donkey Volley again, I'm guessing. So that's Living in Another World by Talk Talk. You're listening <laughs> to BBC Radio. Mm. Hello. Mm. What's mm. up next is, um, is um, Justin Schultz with the weather. Mm. 
No, if we're going to do some top 40, hang on a second. We're going to do a little top 40 here, better late than ever. Bag milk here. Checking in. It's 554, nearing the top of the hour. It is a one degree Celsius in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. It is Wednesday, January 24th. Coming up in the news, we're going to recap what's going on with the Edmonton Oilers. Corey Perry won't be playing tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks, former team, but he is expected to join the lineup on Saturday versus the Nashville Predators. Now coming up, Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? See, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I should have been top 40 DJ. Hey, Taylor, if you're listening to this, can I come host, co-host your show with you? Taylor from Sonic. I would love to just sit in there with you and just like play some, play some tunes, you know? You'd be like, you can't play Blink-182 every other song. You just can't. I'd be like, just I can. Just I can. Yo, Big Milk, can we talk about how annoying these offside reviews are and these like goal reviews? Oh, buddy, they, they drive me nuts. Here's, you know what? I'm going to let you do your thing and then I'll do a rant on it. Like the offside reviews drive me nuts and I fucking hate Matt DeShane for the goal he scored like 10 years ago or whenever it was when he was in the avalanche that caused all this shit. It's so annoying. Like, I get it. I get why the NHL does it, and I get why they take a hard line with it. <laughs> I listen to a lot of 32 Thoughts, and Friedman and Merrick talk about it all the time, and that the stance of the NHL is they don't want a goal counting in, like, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, uh, Brett Hull. Uh, that should not have counted based on the rule book that was called in the regular season. Like the one that Kale McCarr scored in the second or the third round against the Oilers, where it was just like, okay, there's a guy three feet offside, but I guess he lifted his stick up and that's not possession. So what's possession? It's ridiculous. So I get why they take such a close review. And if you're just a little bit over the line, you're offside. I get it. It's just really annoying. It is so goddamn annoying. Nothing quite kills my hockey boner like an offside review totally nothing nothing gives me whiskey dick like it actually that's why do you know what else gives me whiskey dick in hockey you know what else makes me soft as a noodle loser points the oilers are on this massive win streak yet they're only keeping pace with the goddamn la kings because the kings have nine overtime losses the Los Angeles Kings have won a single game more than they've lost, yet they are right there with the Edmonton Oilers in points because loser points. Totally. With you know, you. for something that just does not exist in the playoffs, doesn't fucking count. It's really goddamn annoying when that is keeping a team in the playoff race like LA or Seattle. I'm with you. on like Normally, Nick, I don't always agree with you on things, but yep. Yep. To all that. That's all I got to say. Yep. So that's five young cannibals with the only song that anyone knows. <laughs> and next up, here's seven in a row from Phil fucking Collins. Oh, seven in a row from Phil Collins. That's a run that I would love to be a part of. Do, 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 do. You already know what I'm talking about. Last message in the Booster Juice voicemail for the week comes from Adam. Adam, what do you got to say? Hey, Bagnock. I had a question for you. At what point do we start putting Stuart Skinner in the conversation with Carter Hart and Thatcher Demko? I mean, like, I don't know that I want to put him in the conversation with Carter Hart after the news that's coming out this week, but maybe that's just a bad joke that I shouldn't have said. Back to you, Adam. Ignore me. With the, the great young goalies of the next generation, these guys are going to be the Quicks, Lundquist, and... uh prices of the next generation when is it 
okay to put Skinner in that conversation because he has been unbelievable. He's been unbelievable. Like Thank Stu, you. Is, yeah, no problem. Man. Stu has been fantastic. I, I totally agree. I just don't know what is the appropriate sample size, right? His start of the season was mediocre. We all know it. But over the last, over this run, again, he just set an Oilers record with 11 straight wins. It's hard to fault anything in Stu's game right now. And it's hilarious that he's back up to a 908 save percentage on the season, given how low he was to start. And that's a credit to him. That's a credit to him grinding. That's a credit to him mastering his craft as best he can. And I'm with you. I I don't know that the answer is yet, but damn it, I'm in. I'm in, Adam. Fucking hell, man, I'm in. Oh, wait a minute. I got one more voicemail. But anyway, Adam, I'm in with you. What's the answer? I don't know if it's right now. I don't know if it's next season. I don't know if he has to win more. I don't know. But damn it, I'm in. I also just love the fact that he's a hometown kid. He plays for the team he grew up watching, and he's a stud between the pipes. Come on, man. All right, this time, for real, the last message in the Booster Juice voicemail. Morning, Bag Milk. So I have a theory on why Jay is not a fan of Bouchard. All right. So go back in time to when he was drafted. I think 2018, but I don't know that for certain. So he gets drafted, and Within his mind, he thinks, okay, down the road, he's going to be good. But everyone at Oilers Nation is also going to think that. We can't just have everyone have the same opinion because that doesn't make good content. So (laughs) on that day, he decides to be the number, the founder of the Evan Bouchard Hater Club. Mm. So that people can't be like, oh, he switched on a dime. Nah, he was a day one hater. Could be. So that we are at this point where every time he dunks on Bouchard, the clips does numbers. So that's my theory. I will not be taking any questions, and please do not send the Oilers Nation death squad after me. There's no Oilers Nation death squad because I like this theory. Uh, you were right. Devin Bouchard was drafted 10th overall in 2018, by the way. Um Jay, I think he's worried about the contract that's to come after this because Evan Bouchard is not a perfect player. He's a very offensive player. Now, he is rounding out his defensive game. you got to give him credit, and if you say he's not, you're just not watching. But I think Jay's thing is that he doesn't want to see us pay a defenseman $11 bucks unless he is an absolute stud like a Kale McCarr. Though, can Evan Bouchard get there? Maybe. I'd like to believe he can. As you know, dad is part of the solution is one of my hashtags. So maybe I'll bring this clip up on a different podcast with Jay. Maybe we'll ask him this exact question. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that is the answer. That's where we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Booster Juice. Go get yourself a strawberry sunshine or a mango hurricane. Come on, man. Fueled by Booster Juice, download the new Booster Rewards app today and start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day and make you feel good about yourself. Booster Juice, find a location near you. Going to wrap up the podcast with that. We're going to give a shout out to Booster Juice again. Thank you to everybody that joined us in Jasper for the Pond Hockey Tournament. It was awesome greatest weekend of the year if you want to join us on another great weekend the nation vacation is less than a month away we're going to arizona to watch the boys play in a teeny tiny little arena 
There's still a couple of spots left, but the drop dead date is coming up later this week. If you want to come with us, and I promise you do, nationgear.ca is where you need to get all the details for that trip. Join us. Come hang out. Let's have a great weekend. Let's go watch the boys continue this winning streak, continue this heater, and roll right into what will be a Stanley Cup season, in my opinion, I hope. Please?